0: Welcome to the Sweat the Small Stuff podcast. This is uh, Peppy Ethan coming to you from Portland, Oregon, with uh, my co-host TJ. TJ, what uh, adverb or adjective would you uh, place upon yourself right now? I went with Peppy for myself.
1: Uh, I.
0: You got nothing for you?
1: I got I. You got I. I'm I. All right, I respect that. I respect that. You put um, me on the spot. Despite I know that I'm feeling I.
0: I just came up with that question right off the top, so uh, props to you for coming up with an answer quickly. Uh, I'm just just
1: speaking my truth. and Thank
0: you for doing so. Uh, We are speaking our truth as a podcast today regarding the sports news across the the globe slash country slash wherever we find it, and uh, we're coming to you, loyal listeners, today on December 29th, 28th. It's the 28th. I'm not getting ahead of myself here at all. Uh, It's
1: December thirtieth, and everything kind
0: of blurs together post Christmas slash before New Year's. It's it's an ambiguous Bermuda Triangle of dates. I feel like in this week, Um,
1: I had most of last week off, and I swear, I I just I got way too used to not working. I don't (laughs) like it. Now I gotta get I had to get back to work this morning. I had almost two hundred emails uh, in my inbox, like waiting for me to, to do stuff. Uh, uh,
0: 15 myself, but, uh, I inflated those stats a bit. I got a little lazy with my emails as I left work last week. Apologies to any of my coworkers listening to this right now. I think I left work late last week or midway through last week, uh, with like, you know, maybe 20 emails or something like that came back to 115. So things can escalate, but, uh, yeah, sounds like you beat me to it there.
1: As far yeah, beat you to it, and uh, I doubt any of my coworkers are listening. My youngest coworker is forty something, and oh. then the next youngest is like sixty something, hey, and then the next youngest old. is like seventy something. So I am definitely just just injecting them with the youth, my youthful <laughs> presence.
0: Let's uh let's not count that forty-something-year-old out of things, all right? That age is uh is approaching for us quickly, quicker than uh, I'd like to admit. Um,
1: then don't anyway. admit
0: it. Don't admit it. I won't. I won't. Um, I will admit that I watched some boxing this week. We we had some boxing news this past week. Uh, we had the, the boxing Canelo went down. We uh we covered we hyped up the uh, Canelo Callum Smith bout that uh, took place. A little bit before Christmas. Uh, it was a Christmas treat to us all. And uh, Canelo, he just put on a show. He put on a clinic and he decimated Callum Smith. That's the term I'm going to use for Canelo today. Uh, it was just a dismantling. Callum Smith was a, uh, I think, 168-pound champion, world champion. Undefeated
1: going world champion. Defeated
0: world champion. They are the same age. Callum Smith had, like, a six-inch height difference, height-like advantage on Canelo.
1: Didn't and matter. And a significant reach advantage as well. hmm
0: And uh, Canelo <laughs> just outclassed the guy. Like, everything they said that were Callum Smith's strengths, it, it seemed like he, he couldn't do anything. He wasn't able to, to get those shots out. He was on the defensive for the most part, taking a bunch of body blows from Canelo.
1: Something I thought was interesting, uh, early in the fight, the announcing crew had mentioned the fact that Callum Smith had held, like, the record for most jabs, like, in a fight before, like, just talking about how he's just really quick at getting his his jabs out, Um, but he landed, or he threw fewer jabs than Canelo landed in the fight, which is insane, so he threw fewer jabs then were landed on him. Uh, it was absolutely just a a brutal a brutal match. Although Callum Smith, you know, he's he is a champion for a reason. I gotta give mad props uh, to that strong chin of his. He took an absolute beating, but stayed throughout the fight. Uh, you know, his corner didn't throw in the towel. He went down like a champion. You know, he. he it was a unanimous decision, but he didn't give up. And right. honestly, it was incredibly entertaining.
0: It went the distance. Uh, like you said, a unanimous decision uh, with spectators. This fight took place in the Alamo Dome in Texas. And we saw that, uh, I didn't watch the fights back on Halloween, but Halloween, there were a flurry of fights. And one of them was Tank Davis's fight in, uh, in the Alamo Dome, Dome as well. And I think there were 9,000 in attendance for that one, six to 9,000, somewhere in there. I'm guessing it was about the same for this Canelo-Smith bout. Uh, It looked like a pretty packed house uh, when they were Zooming in for the main event. So hopefully no COVID outbreaks were the result of that. Um, But, uh, I mean, I guess we are on the the start of the vaccine rollouts. I I guess that's some world news, not sports-related this week. Um, I've known a few people in my life uh, that have gotten the vaccine, I don't know about ETJ, but it seems like finally we're getting a little bit of a an end in sight to, to the COVID nightmare.
1: Fingers crossed, you know. Hopefully, maybe by this time next year, things are going to be okay.
0: Yeah, I certainly hope so. Um, so that's our that's our boxing news. MMA, though, you know, just to continue with the the combat sports, the blood sports, as some say. Uh, MMA, Jake Paul. Actually, it's a little bit of a both boxing and MMA. Jake Paul the celebrity YouTube boxer who uh, we recently know. Hold on, hold on. Out.
1: I think celebrity YouTube boxer is too much. I think you can say YouTube celebrity boxer.
0: He was on the Disney channel for the a while. The
1: qualifiers, I think, are important here. He was a Disney I think the order matters.
0: Okay, okay. I guess maybe more career-wise well-known for YouTube. So if you want to make that, make that the call, I'll allow it. He was on Disney for, I think, two seasons of a show. But uh, YouTube slash Disney star Jake Paul, uh, who we most recently know for being on the undercard of the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. Triller card where he, uh, he knocked out NBA slam dunk champion Nate Robinson. Jake Paul is now going to be taking on a member of the UFC ranks, Ben Askren. Uh, who some may say is most well-known for getting knocked out himself uh, by Jorge Masvidal with the most brutal flying knee I've ever seen. I'm not an MMA diehard, but uh, it, it's the shortest knockout in UFC history. You may have heard us talk about it back when we were hyping up the Masvidal-Ferguson uh, fight. Is that correct? Is that
1: That work? is correct.
0: Yeah. And uh, so Askren, the recipient of that knee and the uh, person who was knocked out the fastest in the UFC history, he'll be taking on Jake Paul this time, I believe. It looks like there's still an out maybe, but I haven't heard it announced that he's going to back out of this fight. And I don't know why he would. It seems like it's going to be a cash grab. It's going to be on Triller once again. And this will be a headlining fight this time. Jake Paul is on no man's undercard anymore. And uh, we'll see what it happen- what happens with it. Um, I but as
1: well, it seems I like voiced my opinion uh, I last last pod about the Paul brothers uh, and their Austin. their They're. dipping yeah. of their toes into the fighting world. Um, I thought it was all right when they were just fighting other like YouTubers or other like non non actual fighters. Uh, but this this guy Ben Askren, while he is a tough competitor, he's not really known as a striker or a boxer. He's I actually trust more of a wrestling style. Uh, He's got a uh, 19-win MMA record. Uh, Only six of those are by knockout. Um, Seven of those wins are by decision. So it's not as if he's some boxer. Uh, I don't really know what he stands to gain from this other than what is likely to be uh, a one-time check. But it's like, if he wins... Good. Everyone expected him to win, but if he loses, then like he just loses any credibility he may have had.
0: Suppose I suppose, but uh, it's going to be a a fat, fat one-time check. I, I think there's going to be a lot of money that comes. I I can't prove that. I mean, this isn't Mike Tyson, but uh, I bet this this gets a draw. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see the pay-per-view numbers once those are released. It looks like this fight uh, will be taking place in february likely or march uh, it's it's down the road a bit uh, what's not down the road now we got some nfl news nfl news it's happening right now um, nfl is it, it's near the playoffs and there's a lot of drama that always kind of shows up in december some of this is on the field some of this is off the field a little bit of it's on tiktok juju smith jr the wide receiver for the pittsburgh steelers He's uh he's getting in a bit of drama himself these days with doing TikTok dances on the opponents uh, on opposing field. teams logos. Yeah, on their logos that are in the center of their fields. If they're doing an away game, the Steelers Juju is gonna have a TikTok of him him prancing about their logo, and it's drawn the ire of opponents. Uh, Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback, has said that it was a big point of inspiration for him hyping up the Bills when they defeated Pittsburgh a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, Juju and the Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin have come out saying, well, we hope that, you know, our opponents are adults and they're not, you know, getting uh, bulletin board material from social media, TikToks. But uh, it's not, you know, (laughs) it, it obviously seems to be the case. And the Steelers have not been on the world's biggest winning streak right now. They did—they did just win yesterday, uh, but it was for the first time in a few weeks. They yeah, they
1: started... had—they'd uh, come off uh, what was the start of what could have been a historic season. They were eleven and zero, and then lost two in a row to teams that didn't really seem like they should have beaten an eleven and zero team. And uh, to put matters into perspective, with Juju Smith Junior dancing on the logos is that it's it's a sign of disrespect for that team to to dance on their logo uh to to walk across the logo to basically he's he's disrespecting the team and the stadium and and it's very likely seen as a as an act of disrespect um in fact so much so that recently the 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 game against the bills uh a lot of people on twitter pointed out the fact that he had been dancing on their logo before the game, and then it would immediately uh, it would cut to a clip of him just getting completely lit up with a massive hit uh, as he was a target of a pass, and he got hit so hard he dropped the ball and it was honestly just one of the gnarliest hits I've seen this year. So uh, could that be as a result of uh, maybe teams having a little bit more reason to hit somebody harder? Hard to say.
0: Yeah, Juju used to be Juju used to be one of those uh, kind of guys that you were rooting for that you thought were going to be one of the NFL's good dudes, especially uh, during the exodus of Antonio Brown from Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. Everyone was talking about how he was doing it because maybe he saw Juju coming as the, uh, a rival for the number one wide receiver spot on that team. And I remember coming into the next season thinking, oh, he could be Pittsburgh's Damian Lillard, you know, a beacon of uh, goodwill. And, you know, it's coming from me as a Portland fan here where – it seems like Dame can do no wrong. Uh, I've thought similar things for Juju, but as time has gone on, he's not quite shown the maturity that I think a, a city superstar should show, and this is a prime example of that. Elsewhere in the NFL, we have a turnover at the quarterback position in a couple of markets, one of them being Philadelphia, where Carson Wentz has been ousted by Jalen Hurts, the rookie quarterback who took over the starting quarterback spot from Wentz. Uh, Wentz had just signed, I think this past offseason, a four-year, $128 million extension. That uh, I guess he signed that in 2019, but it doesn't even kick in until 2021. And I believe he was on the extension of his rookie contract right now. The deal includes nearly $70 million in guarantees, and now he is a backup quarterback. Uh, The Eagles have announced that Hertz is going to keep playing at the quarterback one position for them for the rest of the season. We saw a horrible regression for Carson Wentz going forward. And at this point with such a massive contract on him, he can't really be cut. I think that's uh, too big a pill for Philadelphia to swallow. And it seems like their, their only options are to keep him as a extremely high paid backup or to trade him. Um, TJ, I know you're, one, a fan of a team that keeps getting thrown into discussions on whether or not you want your current quarterback or to look in the market. Uh, Carson Wentz might be, oh, he would be one of the best, at the very least, free agent quarterbacks. Do you see him being an option for Denver? Do you see him more in a place like Chicago or maybe Washington, D.C.? I don't know. Where where do you see Carson Wentz at the start of
1: 2021? Um, I don't see him as a member of the Denver Broncos uh, with his recent regression. I don't think that he is much better than Drew Locke right now, um, especially financially. Uh, if the Broncos were to try to pick him up, they would have to foot probably a lot of the bill for the remainder of his contract. I think if the choice for the Denver Bronco's front office was between Carson Wentz and Drew Locke right now. I think Drew Locke has a higher ceiling uh, than Carson Wentz currently. And uh, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to bring that much more to the table. Where do I see him? I could yeah. see him uh, maybe on the Colts. Uh, I don't know if Phillip Rivers is going to have another year there. He's looking old. I, he's, he is looking old. And uh, I, I could see him there, or perhaps, uh, as you mentioned, Chicago? What
0: about, what about Patriots? Uh, Cam Newton, you know, he's had a pretty bad season this year as well. Could Wentz go in there, give him some competition? And not only that, Cam is on a very cheap contract. I don't think New England has him uh, signed after this year. They could easily move on. Maybe they could. I don't know their financial situation, but uh, I don't think they have a franchise quarterback on their roster right now. Maybe they could find room for that.
1: Uh, I think that's an interesting destination, but it would definitely come at like a cost-benefit analysis. I think if New England can sign Cam to another year at a similar rate, they might just roll with him. Uh, if not, I think, why not uh, back up a truck full of money for Carson Wentz? I think that's going to be more on what uh, Cam Newton wants for his future, uh, more so than whether or not uh, Carson Wentz is going to be a major target for them.
0: Yeah, interesting. Um, another, yeah, another uh, city that's that's moving their quarterbacks around. We have Washington D.C. The Washington Football Team. Dwayne Haskins has been in the news this week uh, in a couple of spots. He's had a very bad look. A uh, little bit after we recorded our last podcast, he was uh, put on Twitter. Someone, you know, found some uh, photos. I think of him with a group of. Uh, strippers that were wearing his jersey or t-shirt jersey you know they're wearing shirts with his, his number on them they were obviously washington football team ones
1: got- which which begs the question now is this a situation where dwayne haskins had contacted a uh, a facilitator of sorts and they they knew what was the clientele was happening and they prepared uh accordingly or is Dwayne Haskins the kind of guy that has a trunk full of his own uh, t-shirt jerseys in the ready, just in case something like this goes down?
0: As a fan of the TV show Honorage, I see this as being the case where Dwayne Haskins probably has a turtle slash drama fit character in his Honorage himself.
1: So you, know, so you think events. they, they had a, a facilitator and, and in yeah. between guys saying, exactly. okay, we're going to set up this situation. This is what we're looking for.
0: I'm thinking there's a high school buddy that's, that's at the center of this and we just don't know his name, but not only all that, but he wasn't wearing a mask in the, uh, the photos that circulated on social media neither were any of these, uh, these women. And he got a lot of harp for it. His coach, Ron Rivera, uh, as a cancer survivor, a very recent cancer survivor. And it was just a horrible, horrible look. They had to play him, though, uh, this past week because they really didn't have any other options. Alex Smith was out with a leg injury. I think he's still probably going to be out next week. Um, but this next week, they're not playing Dwayne Haskins. It was just announced today that Washington has waived him. And uh, he's still on a rookie contract, so it's not a ton of money. But they're basically saying... We don't want any part of you. Uh, you can, you know, we're going to go with Taylor Heineke as our quarterback rather than you. You were uh, somebody
1: that make, they had so. signed to the practice squad less than a month ago. Uh, took the field as they benched Dwayne Haskins uh, for, you know, poor play.
0: Ian Rapaport uh, was the NFL insider that broke this news, and he did so live on the Pat McAfee podcast today. I watched a video of it. Uh, you could see. Rap Sheet's eyes go wide at his phone while he was talking to Pat McAfee, and he was just like, I gotta go, I gotta go, sorry. And then, like, McAfee was just screaming, oh my god, he's breaking news right now, guys! He's breaking news! Um, so, <laughs> that's how the world found out that Dwayne Haskins was waived by the Washington football team via the Pat McAfee show through Ian Rapoport. And, uh, goodbye, Dwayne Haskins. You were a first-round draft pick just like a year, two ago, 2019, and uh, what a flame-out, rivaling Johnny Football.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, he just becomes kind of another statistic of uh, would-be hyped-up first-rounders that just didn't pan out.
0: I know. All right, well, that's our NFL news today. Um Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What what do you think about this golf thing I put on here? It wasn't really news. I was like looking for filler at the time, but it's like a viral video. We got, we got a viral video out there right now. Um, It's, I've heard mention of it in my own house from some of my roommates. I've heard it uh, just out about uh, Tiger Woods basically cloned himself. He's got a, a son, a young son, Charlie Woods, that there is a video of him and Tiger swinging and they're basically identical mannerisms with how they uh they do their their drives and uh looks like we got another tiger in our midst and uh watch out people it's another athlete son that uh, is looking to maybe outdo his father i mean obviously not outdo his father it's tiger woods but uh, just
1: trying to do his father
0: <laughs> we'll watch charlie wood's career with great interest, just like we are with uh Bronnie james and arch manning and all the other athlete kids out there
1: you think uh, Tiger and uh, the mother of Charlie Woods had a discussion at some point about whether or not to name their son after another big cat? Like, like no, Tiger, we're not gonna name him Panther Woods.
0: Lion Woods. Uh, is the mother of, the ch- of of Charlie? Is that the the Swedish model that uh, caused all that drama like eight years ago? I wonder.
1: I don't know how to Google this properly. I'm like Tiger Woods' son's mother. <laughs> Charlie Woods. I don't mom. know if they're married. Uh, let's see who is the mother of Tiger Woods' son, which is Ellen Nordgren. Oh, that's a definitely. Swedish-born ex-wife.
0: Yeah, that's the one. That all right? I'm looking at Google right now. Charlie Woods' mom and dad. You know, Tiger and Ellen. Uh, were divorced after Tiger was accused of cheating with at least 120 women in 2009. Well, that's our golf news. Uh so, you know, a little little high on the TMZ-ish aspects of it, but hey, we got some golf in there today. Yeah, we, that one was a little
1: less. deeper than I thought it would, to be honest. I
0: yeah, I was thinking that was just going to be some filler talk Good for us. Um darts. Never had a darts segment on the podcast before. Uh American darts player danny baggish which is a great darts name uh danny Bagish, aka the gambler he uh, knocked out two-time champion adrian lewis from england in the first round yeah in an upset at the world darts championships so uh, good job danny oh danny boy uh baggish is a guamanian so he's from the territory of guam uh he's a guamanian born american and came to prominence in the 2019 U.S. Dart Masters. So just a couple of years ago, I went on his Wikipedia. Apparently, he's been throwing darts since 2003. Uh, so it, there's still time for us, you know. That he's, I think he's like in his 40s right now. Picked up the sport at age 23. So uh, you know, we can we can still get it. We're still young guys. It's TJ. not
1: too uh, late. Not too and late. I'm okay with dedicating my time to a sport that. Not only allows, but encourages the consumption of beer while participating.
0: Sure the significant others in our lives will be completely okay with us uh, just throwing away you know, more time with them in favor of us playing darts. In um, favor competing. of
1: us pursuing a yes. new career. Competing at
0: darts, competing for a new career. Uh, we just need to find a venue. My go-to darts place was the Selwood Public House. And it uh, have not reopened, as far as I know since COVID hit. So... Uh, If you're looking to open up a darts facility, please do so in the Portland metro area, and I will patron it. All right, Uh, that's our darts news, darts corner.
1: Uh, I've been watching uh, a lot of the Canadian comedy show Letter Kenny, and they call cigarettes darts. And so every time he's just like, I'd have a dart, you know, like I'm gonna go out and smoke a cigarette. So it just, to me, because of my... Binging of that show recently. I'm hearing darts. I'm thinking darts.
0: Thinking darts. All right. Well, um, I'm thinking it's time for our next segment, and I was hoping you could uh, take us away on this one. This was a special news segment that you told me you wanted to throw into the podcast. So uh, yes. Look, DJ.
1: So the Staples Center, which is home to the Los Angeles Kings has uh, recently taken down the Taylor Swift banner that was hung up in her honor uh, because she had a record of sellout shows in that arena. Apparently, fans noticed that the hanging up of this banner happened to coincide with the Kings' recent playoff failures, uh, notably... The Kings won the Stanley Cup in 2012. Uh, They made it to the conference finals in 2013. They won the Stanley Cup again in 2014. However, in 2015 after celebrating the American pop sensation Taylor Swift with a banner the Kings' luck seemed to have run out. They seemed to have been cursed by this Taylor Swift banner. Um, The story kind of uh, propagated throughout the, ho- the hockey community. And in fact, some opponents' uh, fans would bring fake Taylor Swift banners to the games to try to spread some more of this curse, some more of this bad luck to, to help their teams beat the Kings.
0: I love this uh, for so many reasons. One being that the Staples Center... It's not just for the L.A. Kings. I mean, the Staples Center is home to the Los Angeles Lakers, who just won the NBA championship this past October. That wasn't a bubble. That wasn't a bubble. I give you that. Uh, It's also home to the Los Angeles Clippers, who have had, you know, moderate playoff success, um, at least since 2015. I know they've been there a couple of times. And uh, it's just wild. Poor poor T-Swift. You know, whether or not it's it's, uh, the VMAs, where Kanye's coming on stage being like, you know, you had a great video, but Beyonce had the best video of all time to Kanye again. Uh, well, I guess actually, you know, we won't go into that. You no, know, the Life of Pablo with that feature, because I, I I think there is maybe some uh, fault on T Swift's there. But uh, poor Swifty, you know, all she's doing is selling out arenas, and she's getting blamed by a by a pro hockey franchise.
1: She's I'll not just before. selling out arenas; she's selling out arenas more. She has the most sold out performances uh i guess the uh the issue with this banner had gotten so uh the fans had been so vocal about it the king's fans that in two thousand and nineteen they actually covered the banner during the home games
0: how much how much effort do you think that takes for every single you know king's home game because they're they're obviously uncovering it after them you know i Look, imagine there's the there's probably a home.
1: list a list of tasks for like a small team to take care of before and after these games. And whoever was at the bottom of the totem pole had this task added in October and they rolled their eyes as they had to read cover up the Taylor banner.
0: God damn it, Gary. It's your job. All right. You just got to do it. You know, you come in here bringing stale donuts all the
1: time. We don't care that you think she's America's sweetheart. We got to get to the playoffs about the playoffs all right well uh and now they've got a me. blank space where her banner once stood excellent well that's our
0: uh, that's our sports news for today everybody um before we go as always want to leave you all with some recommendations and uh i've been jamming to some music this week in particular uh there was an album that i sent your way tj earlier today no dream by jeff rosenstock it's uh some good like punk punk music like old school punk music uh definitely some like kind of grittier production you know like it, it feels like you're kind of like in a warehouse concert or something listening to him play uh, it's his fourth album he's got some other ones that are just full of bangers including worry that i would recommend but this one no dream just came out this year and uh I highly recommend it. You know, it's the end of the year, and it's the end of my twenty twenty recommendations with a twenty twenty album. That's uh, that's that slaps. It absolutely slaps. It slaps. All right, TJ. What do you have? What's your last twenty twenty podcast recommendation?
1: Oh my gosh! I was just gonna say a letter Kenny. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. But now I feel like it's got a lot of significance um oh, letter kenny season nine just dropped on hulu it's just kind of like an easy show to have on you don't have to you don't have to think really hard when you're watching it it's just easy uh, you know something that's good to have on in the background while you stare at your phone um there's definitely a place for those types of shows and uh new season just dropped it's on hulu check it out for
0: sure and uh make sure to keep checking us out in 2021 uh we're done with this year but that does not mean at all that we're done podcasting thank you guys all that joined us this past year while we podcasted our way through a pandemic and we're we're gonna hit it for the end stretch here
1: you know we will not be sweating the big stuff but we will continue to sweat the small stuff